What's up, guys? Welcome to the DJ and Daz podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my co-host, Kyle. What's up today, Kyle? Yo, what's going on, man? Happy to join today and get into some of the crazy stuff going on with, you know, we have FriendTech, OpenSea, and all the all the topics to cover, man. Uh, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. We also have a special guest today in the house who you'll see on the thumbnail made $50,000 in profit off of using this bot for trading. Uh doesn't really need an intro. Been very well known in the crypto and NFT space for a while now. What is up, Cryer? What's up? Yo, is it just 50 or is it is it more now? Like, what, what's the word, man? Yeah, we got to check the numbers now. I think we're at like 58. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, slight. No no big deal. No big deal, right? <laughs> Those aren't profits yet, right? You get until they're sealed, right? I guess that's the, that's the old adage, but yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, super excited to talk about the bot. Kyle and myself have also been using it. Uh, not nearly as much profits, but it's been a lot of fun to use. So we're going to be talking about that in a bit. Uh, during this episode, here's some things you can expect. We are going to be talking about Frentech. Definitely just taking X by storm right now. Uh, all three of us are involved by some capacity. So we're going to be talking about all things around that. We're going to be talking about this bot that we've, you know, obviously it's centered this title around. And it's OpenSea royalties, a couple of other topics in there. At the very end of this video, we are going to do the giveaway we announced last week. Uh, as far as subscribing to our newsletter, uh, alphamedialabs.xyz, if you're watching this before the giveaway. And uh, we're going to pick somebody from our newsletter to ship a bag of coffee to that I roasted. We're going to ship it to you. So all that to come in this episode. Without further ado, let's just get straight into it. Friend tech, guys, do you hate it? Do you love it? Is it a Ponzi? What's your thoughts? I'll, I'll let Cryer take it away in just a second. I just wanted to say a quick news update. Newsflash, Frentech has flipped Lido, which is the number one liquid staking protocol on Ethereum, which is absolute madness. Wow. And the o only thing that is uh, beating it is Ethereum what? itself in fees, 24-hour fees. So that is absolute madness. Anyways, Cryer, what's your thoughts on this, man? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we've seen stuff like this where it's like a social, you know, decentralized social platforms have kind of come up. We've seen big clout, um, you know, fail miserably previously. Um, and I do think there is a better executed uh, means to that. Right. They have the ability to create a private group chat that people can follow along with anything that you find valuable to you know, give them. You can people are I've seen a bunch of cool things. I think Pranksy is doing it to where anyone who holds his shares is now entered into a raffle for his NFTs that he's going to do daily. Um, so, uh, you know, there is a benefit to it. I do think it's a, it's catching on really quick. You know, we saw like phase jump onto it. We've seen a lot of uh, larger non-crypto native people kind of get into it. Um, any type of exposure that we can get there with people who aren't really in crypto, but are like, I'll try this out. Um, I think that's a huge, huge win for the space, right? You know, just how we saw with like Yuga getting like a bunch of streamers into on the on Dookie Dash. You know, I think that was a big move to the space for NFTs. But I think for crypto, I think this is a, is a good chance for people to see the 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 power of the currency aspect of crypto, not the, you know, prospecting and the uh, speculation side of it. For sure. Chris, what's Kyle, your thoughts? Do you want to just give us a rundown? You just want to give us a rundown real quick on like. We didn't really say like exactly what Frentech is. I know you made a video on it yesterday. Yeah. So like, can we just like tell if, if somebody's like, doesn't even know what we're talking about, can you explain it to it? Yeah. So Frentech just came out. It is built on base, which is Coinbase's layer two protocol. And so gas fees are pretty negligible um, in terms of Frentech. But what Frentech is, is a kind of gated experience. People are saying it's like the only fans of crypto, if you will. Um, it, it's not that deep. It's just you can own. They change the name from shares to keys. So what you do is you sign up, you go to the app, and you can buy these keys to these creators on the app that are associated with their Twitter account, right? So it's basically Twitter influencers. And you can go and buy a key and chat with that creator. And if the creator has an account set up and all that good stuff, he can chat in there and drop whatever goodies he wants to in there. People are incentivizing different, you know, things if, with their chat. So people are more incentivized to want to go ahead and buy their key. And so the keys are based in like Ethereum price. So you, all you do to set up your account is you can either bridge some base Ethereum over, or you can just send mainnet Ethereum. Over. It's only like, I, I only sent like eight bucks over there to set up my account. Yeah. And there's already like 40 bucks in my account just sitting there from fees I had earned from people that were already buying my shares and selling them. 
and I, I get I, I got a cut apparently of those trading fees, which I didn't even know. I was just like, whoa, this is already just sitting there. Yeah, so you get five percent. They take five percent. You and the the creator person buying the key or the keys it is that you're buying gets five percent. Yeah, so similar approaches. I took about like point one or no point zero, maybe point zero three or something. I can't remember what it was. Not very much money um, over. And then yeah, it's definitely something where you can especially if you're getting in on early of people's that are, you know, joining opportunity is definitely there for people to make money. Some of the leaderboards of top winners and top traders are, are shown as well on the platform. People are already earned like 43 ETH in fees by buying early on, uh, you know, big, big names that are joining from Twitter. Um, so I do think there's definitely some potential there. Uh, I hope it gets a little bit more in depth, right? I mean, we've seen, uh, again, it's just like a basic ass chat that has really low features, but, um, you know, if it makes it robust, able to do pictures, able to do some sort of video content, I think that would be pretty, pretty huge. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Yeah, and actually, I kind of see it. People were like, not. oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. You're like, you're slightly delayed. So it's like, I know, I, I know. I see that. Yeah, no, it's good. Oh, I was you're just going to say that, you know, people are knocking it a little bit, but also um, to kind of rebuttal that when what people are saying is like, oh, this is either a Ponzi or it's going to crash or whatever. These are some of the things that like you you probably shouldn't ignore. And, you know, to see NBA players jumping on it again, uh, Cryer said, you know, FaZe and gamers, that, that kind of shows you it's not that hard to set up. You know, people were balking at that. Um, and I look at it as like, these are incentivizing people to go ahead and collect your key because they might want to partake in that creator's, you know, share. Like if you were able to get into Mr. Beast, like if he did, got on this platform, like of course anybody would buy that, you know, because they want to be in that chat. They want to have that share. And more than likely, they might not want to sell it because they might have that value associated with being kind of directly associated with Mr. Beast in some to some degree. And I think I, to me, it's more like a collectible almost where it's like, wow, I have access or it's like it, it feels like an NFT, like you're it's a gated experience and it, it's a similar dynamic. So I don't necessarily agree with like the Ponzi like argument. Um, because it's like some people might not want to sell, you know, and you have friends buying other friends keys that also aren't going to sell. They just want to support you. And so I see like, I, I feel like there's so many different rebuttals to like the, the cons that it kind of like is either a wash or there's more kind of pros to it than the cons. And that's kind of my take on it. Cryer, hey, what's man, your thoughts? I actually have, I actually had Frentech on the uh, show notes for last week, and I don't know if we actually got around to it, um, but I was fading it because basically I was going to talk about it, but the only people that I knew were being involved are the same people that have been involved with a lot of pump and dump, so it was kind of like a little more hands-off. Uh, but starting to think about like the creator incentives and the like, why would you want to hold keys incentives kind of made me a little bit more bullish and give it more thought. Uh, I do want to ask, because yep. like, it is kind of not optimized right now like i didn't even see people on my chat until like 12 hours later because it wouldn't load so that sucks sure. uh and then i do want to talk about the data breach you know or whatever uh in a bit yeah, uh sure. but one thing is i so i see a lot of these on-chain systems that people are doing but like can you automate that through frontech so for instance one big thing that i've seen uh is revenue share so essentially a bigger creator who's making you know one ETH off of creator fee, off of his fees, is saying I will share this with everybody who owns one of my keys. Is that automated, or are they having to like go find all these different Ethereum addresses and send it to each one? No, yeah, they definitely are. You know, there's no automation on that side, but um, I do. I mean, again, I think that's a really cool use case for it, right? Um, especially if people are trying to grow their brand. Uh, you know, personal branding is, is is really important, and I feel like for the future of way people get news right you know that's why we're doing what we're doing here right you know we're, we tend to think that um something that we say has value so I, again that's a direct correlation to what front tech is trying to do and making it easy um and again you know people are like well why would you use this over something like only fans where you get 80 percent of the collected fees and stuff like that um and I, I, you know, I think there is on the OnlyFans side is there is no the speculation side of it. So you, you're their their token price, you know, you're charging ten dollars. It you're there's a bonding curve essentially here where you know you start out at like point zero 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 six ETH, which is like 
$2, right? Um, and where you place on that bonding curve is dependent on your followers, essentially. So if you, you know, if you have a large, you know, people coming in, and you know, have a lot of followers, we're going to start out at like, you know, 0.1 or 0.05 or something like that. So um, on that side, you know, there is that whole, the, it finds its true value of what people value that person's connection, right? Um, whereas, you know, something like, OnlyFans is not like that at all, where I think it sets it up to an open market, which I think is interesting. That's an interesting um, point, because that reminds me of trading cards, because like trading cards is similar to where they like produce a X, like a certain amount, and people speculate almost like if they're a good athlete and they're like a rookie, like what is this going to go for? Yeah. And the price always fluctuates. So it's like, it's funny, we, trading cards have been around so long, but, you know, people always want to throw shade at crypto because it's digital, you know what I mean? For sure. And it's just like, you know, you're you're essentially just tokenizing. It's a, it's a trading card for how well your shit posts and uh, your alpha is on, on Twitter, right? So um, I do think that uh, this has some, some good potential. I just want to see some growth on the, you know, you said you want to talk about the data hack. The data hack, um, looking into it a little bit yesterday, seemed to be not as very minimal. Like it was getting your public Twitter handle last time you were online. And what was the other one? It was uh, your wallet Basically, address. Just ties it to your wallet, wallet address is yeah. the one that you create. Well, just cre- it's the one you create. You know, you created from them. Like you created a new wallet to yeah. the yeah. app. So, I mean, if you're worried about your public address being known, then you probably shouldn't be using Ethereum, right? Like that's the entire point of this entire ecosystem right. is truth by checking the chain. Um, so, you know, I do see some negatives there. I do think they could be, you know, more open about their policies, obviously, and making sure that that information is kept safe. But I mean, again, we're operating in a, in a public chain, so I definitely don't see a negative there either. Yeah. And for the privacy stuff, I'm sure if you've seen it yesterday, but you can immediately go disable permissions on the X platform and I'd recommend to do that. So as soon as you sign up, just go to your settings and go to, I think it's called like account access or something like that and uh, just disable it and then it won't have privileges to like do weird things with your x account and that's just good safety practice for literally anything you're connecting to especially if you care about your profile yeah on the side of that too if you do connect it changes your price as well because it doesn't your price is based on your followers so if you have a bunch of followers it'll drop you a lot um by disconnecting from twitter oh it will oh, i didn't, I didn't know, know that, that. yeah affects your your price. Ooh, so. interesting. That's a little bit of alpha right there. Yep. Okay. All right. Disconnect and then buy all your shares up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of- yeah. That's a little meta right there. I like that. <laughs> Not financial speaking advice. Speaking of alpha, you'll be able to use this trading bot to share Frentech shares that we were just talking about or Frentech keys. The same bot that Cryer has made fifty thousand dollars on in this bear market just by like going yeah, and using this bot. Yeah, dude, insane. Uh Cryer, you want to talk about what this bot is and uh how yeah, you've been using it? For sure. Yeah, what the heck is this thing? Um, so on the side of trading bots, so it's been kind of like a new arc that kind of developed over the a new meta, right? That over the past couple months, right? So we've had Maestro, Unibot X, uh, None, Membots, a bunch of these different types of bots <laughs> that are all based on chats, right? So we've had um, the ability for it to a chat bot to then pretty much automate a lot of the factor or the wallet of your MetaMask essentially. So it obfuscates a lot of the issues that people have. Um, you're onboarding people into crypto, right? So um, <clears throat> that's why I really got into just bots in general to start with because you know if i can tell somebody hey man you know send me 200 bucks i'll send you some eth and i can help you trade you know i've done that before with metamask and like 90 percent of the time people get hacked or you know they don't you know they don't know what they're doing they're connecting the wallets and shit to like random stuff you know instantly lose it or you know something if they're if i don't give them like a 30 minute demonstration and be like bro do not click any links that you know do not click you know anything related to this token whereas this is like you can't connect it to anything there's a lot of benefits on that side from a new user standpoint so that's what kind of drew me into it right so we've been i've been using a lot of these bots for like the past couple months 
Um, and what kind of got me onto this one a little bit more, which is called None Bot. Um, so, so, so just that, before you get into that, you're, so what you're saying is you can spin up a bunch of different wallets that is not your main wallet. So you can use all those specific wallets to trade with. So that way, you know, it, it's super easy, right? You just click in a command prompt in dis in discord yeah, initialize if you've ever used a chat bot which i'm sure you know our generation yeah. you know we used to talk to like aim chat bot or whatever back in the day or some crap it's very simplistic in the sense that it's like show me my coins show like by typing coin panel or show me my, right you know click the if you used mid journey you profile like if you yeah, can use mid journey you could probably crazy. use this yeah yeah exactly it's it's very simplistic it's and it's and it's something that people are already familiar with like most gamers are have a Discord. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, Telegram is widely used. There's things these things that are, people use a lot as a communications thing already. So it's a it's an interface that they're already used to versus something where like, well, now I got to download MetaMask. I got to do this. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I've never used any of this shit before. Whereas, like, oh yeah, I used to use a Discord because I used to play games or whatever. Yeah, I can I can log into that, no problem. And then you're like, hey, well, click this button now. It makes it to where you can, especially for people that are, you know, doing like group trading or the social aspect of trading, which I think is the biggest benefit to all these bots. Um, <clears throat> Explain that though, real quick. What's social trading like? Sure. Like, give us a little bird's yeah, eye. So, if you're, if you're familiar with like trading at all, um, you know, especially through like COVID, you know, pro platforms like Webull, um, you know, TradingView. They all have these like now like almost like a mini social platform on top of their trading platform where people can be like, yo, man, check this out. I think it's going to do really well. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my little information about it. Um, you know, here's my charts. You know, not financial advice, obviously. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you get the idea that when you're trading in a group mentality that, you know, it creates camaraderie. It creates uh, – also it can help like – you can learn a lot of stuff, right? You know, we've, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it where it's set up to mine, where it's, you know, it's a free Discord. You can join NRN and then, you know, discord.gg.nrn. Jump into the, jump into the voice chat, and chat it up. If you've never done it before, yeah, if you've never done it before, I'm super open about uh, helping people trade because I do this for a living, and you know, I, I, the power of Ethereum for me is getting more users to use Ethereum help empower people to, you know, have a second side hustle type deal where they can, you know, use these things to like learn and, and learn about financial tools and maybe be a little more frugal in, the, in their, in their usage of money and, and kind of realize the issues with money. And I know that's where I find joy. So like I, it's something that I can share with people. Um, and when, uh, when you're using these things, I just feel like it's a lot easier to explain and it's all in a chat room orientation without leaving the chat room i think it's an incredibly powerful tool i will say uh, yeah I I, pat, you, pat you on the back real quick crier i i don't know my mics might be lagging a little bit uh but for the for the viewers I, I don't know if i'm allowed to say exactly what it is but one thing i respect about you is like you have like a very solid job like web 2 job you know so it's not like you're trading because like you have to like it's because you like it and oh, yeah, yeah. you know you're good at it um i i, I don't know are you allowed to say sure. what you do or yeah um yeah i mean you yeah, can I'm say a, i'm a chiropractor i'm a i'm a doctorate in chiropractic as well um and i my undergrad was in biomedical sciences so i do you know i i spend a lot of time getting educated through those means i love chiropractic and stuff like that um but with uh, a lot of the changes to covid my profession was a lot more stressful a lot more doesn't just didn't bring me joy right when i have mm -hmm. you know seeing 60 people a day that are like either they're everything's a conspiracy or i'm gonna die tomorrow because i'm scared and it's constantly the opposite switch back and forth like that is not you know that's not something i found super joyful so um with my yeah i mean i have kids and stuff like that i you know being able to make my own money through ethereum which has been something i've been able to do since 22 or sorry 2020 um is super impactful you know the airdrops and bots and so all this stuff is something where you if you're following along with the, the pulse of ethereum 
you know, there's always, always something to kind of, there's always a niche to kind of. Speaking of the bot, man, um, in Ethereum, this like bot is kind of like optimized. So when you, the, the thing I liked about it was that it, it's kind of like the, they have their own like node or something like that to where, you know, when you send a transaction, it doesn't put it through the normal queue of transactions like everybody else. So it, it's like equating to like, hey, I'm going to jump onto this super like busy highway. But instead, they they have their own highway kind of. Private interest. Yeah. And you're taking this yeah. highway that's like nobody's on this highway. So your transaction goes through a little bit quicker with a little bit less fees. Is that is that kind of the idea? Yeah. So the other side of it too, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of features there too. So, um, and again, most of these bots have these features, right? Like, so, you know, Unibot, if you prefer Telegram using Unibot or uh, Maestro is, is a good option. If you prefer Discord, um, you know, none is definitely the one I've been using it. And personally, I don't like Telegram very much. So I've been, you know, the, the one that we integrated our Discord was, was uh, the Nunbot. Um, but essentially, um, it has all the settings you need to be successful on DeFi and, uh, you know, on-chain trading, which is something that is kind of difficult to learn if you're doing it through MetaMask, right? You have to find, you have to download the new RPC because you don't want to get front-ran. There's like bots that will, you know, front-ran your transaction. You don't know what slippage is. You don't know what all these things are. So um, if you're using a bot, they have come with recommended settings. Um, obviously, you can tweak them if you are more advanced, but... You start with the recommended settings that they give you, um, and they work really well, right? So, yeah, so people can't see your transaction go into the queue, so that means that they aren't able to profit off of your uh, slippage. So if you don't know what slippage is, slippage is I'm going to buy at $1, but I'm. it takes time for the transaction to go through on chain, and I say within this 2% gap, I will take $0.98 cents and $1.02. And those are my agreed upon terms. And if those don't work, then my transaction will fail and I'll waste the gas that took the, you know, the time to transaction. So um, when you have it set up where, you know, I think it comes default at 25%, but people can't see that transaction going in the pool because they're running on a node um, makes it to where it doesn't have a, have a problem with that. And they also have MevBocker if someone tries to do that on that node, right? So even if mm. someone tries to do that, It'll still be a problem, or, or won't won't be. Jared from Subway can't eat um, eat your eat your uh eat, yeah lunch. eat your lunch, <laughs> eat your shirt right off your back. Yeah, for sure. So you know we've seen people like Jared from Subway making <laughs> killing a lot of money. I mean millions yeah. of dollars uh, by creating a front run bot that just every time you make a trade and you don't know what you're doing, you're you know they're he's taking a couple hundred bucks or something out of your trade, right? So. Um, he, he buys a muffin in front of you, eats half of it, and then gives you the rest. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I got half a muffin left. Shoot. Like, yeah. Yeah, get half in. Jerry so got me. Ah. That's good. Yeah. It basically makes non-traders like almost on the same level as advanced traders, like in a way. Now, like obviously, like you're still going to have to know like what you're buying. On the know, execution on, side, for sure. On the ex- oh, Yeah, that's what I mean, on the execution side. Because even myself, like – I try to learn a lot of this stuff and I know some of it like during the last market, but it's hard to remember everything. And like when I'm having like a gas war or something like that, there's still like smarter people uh, or at least like more uh, experienced people that like beat me to things. Uh, whereas I feel like this kind of puts at least again, like you said, the execution side on a more level playing field uh, anyways. And this also, this bot also works for NFTs. Um, and then it also is going to work, like we said, for friend tech, which is really cool. Uh, so I'm excited to use it in that way because just seeing friend tech develop and seeing people get into it, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. And I don't know uh, if you've been doing some thinking about yeah. it, but I feel like we're going to be bumping in the Discord. For sure. So, I mean, on the side of that, um, you know, we talked about friend tech and what it is and what can it, it kind of stand for. It's very early on for those people that are using it again like it, we're on the crypto side everyone's kind of jumped on it already and made an account but like if we get larger people larger influencers jumping in there will definitely be people to speculate on that first of all and second of all there's definitely going to be people just how we're doing with the trading you know the people who are there first are the ones who get all the profit right so that's kind of what the you know we we're talking about like quick execution making it fast making it easy like click a button that says buy point one ETH worth of something makes a much big difference than being like, oh, well, I got to check the contract at this website, make sure it's not a honeypot. 
then I got to go over here mm. and make sure, you know, that it's renounced and there's no issues there. Then I got to do that. You know, there's, there's a lot of steps to do it. Um, even if you're good, you know, there's a lot of steps you have to use. Um, there's not a lot of tools that kind of are all tied into one. So I personally think that bots um, are going to be a very big contender for large pool run plays. For sure. You know, so and I mean, for me personally, I have a lot. And the, across the, the board. what's the cost to use this, by the way? I mean, I don't. I don't people are going to be asking, like, how do I, like, how do I start this thing? Yeah, um, I mean, so yeah, so uh, just as of three or four days ago, the Nun one is open to any Discord, so it's a public, uh, public bot. So anyone can just add it to their Discord for free. Um, currently, there is no fees, uh, so it's literally nothing or no fees to cr- try or or use. So definitely worth it trying it. I mean, there's no there's no negative. Um, right now, uh, some of the other ones like Uniswap already have the fees turned on. Um, and I believe they charge 0.6%, which is very reasonable price. Um, I think none is also doing 0.6 on the free version and then 0.3 if you own at least 300 of her token. So there's, you know, some tiered incentives on all of these types of platforms to, you know, premium users and all that stuff. But if you're just trying it out, I mean, it's literally free to try. If you don't like it, withdraw your ETH. Not a big deal. Um, so, I mean, there, uh, me, there's really no downside risk to trying them and uh, potential to be very good, especially because there's no fees change to, you know, upgrade your, your trading abilities for sure. Yeah, we have I'd like some... to insert two things real quick. Dang, this dang mic delay. Sorry about that, Kyle. Uh, one is that... Um, Obviously, I, I didn't like state this out loud earlier, but this podcast is not sponsored by none. Uh, we've all just had a good experience yeah, with it, sure. and Cryer particularly, this is where he made his money. That is the thumbnail of this podcast. So this is not sponsored or promoted in any way. Um, if you'd like to sponsor any podcast or NRN, you know you can hit us up then. But this one is not sponsored. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and well, my my second one was I didn't we didn't really mention NRN but so like nrn is like the discord that we were talking about um you know which is criers criers discord but also kyle and i kind of joined forces with them recently um to kind of be part of their network as well so uh criers also like a i guess we consider each other like podcast partners as well to where there's like a, a hub of different podcasts uh, all coming together uh so yeah, yeah i just wanted to insert that focus podcasts and if you guys have exactly you know, we got a few now so yeah, of, I feel like I dropped the ball share. on that uh, introduction earlier. We had a lot going on before this went live, so uh, yeah, here we are. What's that? what were you saying, Kyle? Oh no, I didn't have anything to say um, on that end. But we can. Uh, there's a couple other topics too to get to. I know OpenSea they they kind of are shutting down royalties like next year, basically through their you know through their filter or whatever whatever it's called. I can't remember the name of that thing. Um, and you know, you guys announcing that they're going to like move away from open sea at the same exact time. So that's going to be interesting to see how that, you know, shakes out. You being one of the bigger IPs and brands of the entire web three space. Um, at the same time, you have other branded platforms that have actual, you know, like old school legacy brands. They're actually shutting down. We see nifties and recur shut down. So there's a lot of topics to get into, um, on that end. Yeah, it's ironic. We're talking about Frentech and like Frentech's thriving. Honestly, one of the biggest factors is that you're able to take fees from people trading your keys and then, you know, maybe distribute those fees. So it's kind of like you see this thing rising and you see OpenSea just getting flooded to death uh, for, I mean, for right reason, because they are kind of the trusted NFT platform, especially for like new creators that are like just coming into NFTs, but really all creators to like come and be able to, I mean, that was, that used to be one of my biggest cases for NFTs is like telling artists, like, look, you already make digital art. If you make it into an NFT, like you'll get passive income on that for life. Um, Because like, you know, if if the person that you sold, uh, you sold your art to sells it again, you know, you'll get a fee off of that. And like, to me, that was a huge case for artists uh, and creators of, of that. So for the biggest and most trusted platform to announce this, um, that they're going to make it optional was just like really like a shot in the foot. And then to like a cherry on top 
Uh, I didn't really, I think Cryer, I saw you comment under it, like OpenSea Pro basically announced that like uh, retroactively that they're going to start like making like a small fee for yeah. themselves. I don't know. <laughs> this morning. So they get rid of the artists making anything and then adding additional 0.5% fee, uh, which they already charged 2.5% of. So, um, you know, to me, it's, it's hilarious. So uh, I have another podcast called Old Dog New Tricks, where it's like a super intro to basic crypto uh, with a seven-year-old and teaching him how to how to learn crypto. And uh, he has some really good insight on one of our our, our podcasts, talking about how um, you know looking at like Coca Cola versus Pepsi, and it's been like you know a seventy-year battle for dominance, right? Whereas in crypto products, you know we've seen stuff like you know, Uniswap versus SushiSwap, you know, one day it, they took 70% of all the users of Uniswap in a day because of incentivization. So um, we've seen that happen here where OpenSea was doing 99% of all NFT volume. And then, you know, two years later, they're doing like less than 40% of all NFT yeah. volume. Um it's, it's just shows you that people go to where the product makes sense. And if you can't find and innovate your product um, towards the community aspect of it, like we, we are the people using your product. And, you know, if we're not happy and satisfied with the product, we're going to go somewhere else because there's thousands, you know, ETH makes it to be literally there's anyone can spin up a, a competitor if they're a good developer and, you know, not long and the cost is going to be you know three ETH to deploy a contract or something like that like it's not it doesn't cost a lot of money on the upside start right so you know we've seen looks rare we've seen xuy2 we've seen blur all come out and be a competitor in you know very short amount of time and they've all you know taken away and eaten some of the open sea lunch but you know they're saying you know the same thing happened with uh he brought the parallel here when uh they didn't want to switch from the older machine style and Coke to the, for the glass bottles, to the plastic bottles, they lost a huge dominance because people preferred the, the plastic. So it didn't break. Um, and that was one they were like, I'm too stuck in my ways to listen to my consumer that mm -hmm. it just instantly, you know, you lose that share. And again, it took them a long time because of the internet age is what's made so more powerful and so much quicker. Um, you know, that's been taken away and, you know, no time at all. So listen to your, listen to your, your, your consumer. Do, do you think Yuga Shout will have out. a huge impact on, on this whole situation even more? Like, is it going to put a big, bigger dent in OpenSea's head? Like, what, what was your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, they're literally, well, the whole thing was OpenSea combated Blur with saying, we respect the, the artist's, you know, we want to continue to have royalties, blah, blah, blah. And you could mm -hmm. see that it was a sham and because they just wanted users back, right? But, you know, the people who artists, you know, did agree with that, right? You know, we've seen a lot of people, you know, we saw like dead fellas, um, people just chose not to allow their, their product to be traded on um, blur at all. You know, we saw a lot of, a lot of people do that. Um, so to enforce the royalties, which personally, I have no problem with paying royalties. I mean, you, you agree to pay them when you first bought it. It's part of the contract. It was built into, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's, they're not usually hard coded, but like you agree to a platform to pay, you know, accept to pay royalties. Um, so I, I do think it is, it is fair. And, 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 and if you, if you don't agree with that, I mean, you don't go somewhere else. Like there's plenty of options where you don't have to, so you don't have to, but you know, they, they try to make that stance. I think that was a horrible idea to go back <laughs> on that idea because they weren't gaining the dominance they thought they would, you know, steal from from Blur. Um, so now they're just like, well, it didn't really, you know. So they now they're even more in trouble because they, you know, their it, it's almost like they don't know how to read the room. It's work. like, yeah, they're terrible. It's, it's insane to me. Like, how who the hell is in charge of this thing? Um, I can't believe you can't blow that much of a lead. Like Uniswap instantly came back and like, okay, we'll reward you. Now they're still dominate. You know. No one uses sushi. Swap. Yeah, if anything, I thought OpenSea would the put their foot down and say, "All right, we heard you. We listen to the community. We're we're doing like you know what I mean. Like you thought it would be this reverse, like, but it, it's like no. It was like they just succumbed to the you know. I don't know. I just peer pressure of you know no royalty. You know, okay. they just did Devil's Advocate real quick. Their... Yeah, go for it. 
Oh, sorry. I know my mic's a little delayed still. Um, so I'm like obviously against OpenSea on this decision, and I really don't like the flip flopping either. As far as losing dominance go, like I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Uh, Blur did come out with a obviously a token airdrop that people were farming for, and like the primary audience left in NFTs, I would say are degens. They're people that just like do like oh, yeah. grinding tasks for, sure. for airdrops. They they buy highly speculative assets, blah blah blah. So like I think OpenSea lost a significant amount of its share because Blur did have a good, does have a good product. Um, but it also allowed people to like accept bids immediately with like their, their bidding features. Um, it incentivized people for airdrops. It constantly incentivized people to be on the platform. Kyle says this a lot on our podcast. Like it created a sticky experience for people to continue to use it. It dropped OpenSea volume. Like uh, I want to say it was like downwards. When I'm do, I do market reports every week, usually OpenSea is like not even like thirty percent. It's usually sub thirty, uh, maybe like twenty percent. So it was kind of hard to recover from that because a lot of people were like, "Well, OpenSea, why don't you just like drop us a token?" My, my guess is like that was Blur's plan from the start they probably talked it over their investors they probably like had this and like all kinds of stuff in mind OpenSea probably was like too deep in the water by this point in my opinion to like go back and say all right we're going to drop a token to our early supporters uh, i think they've made it clear that they're like not going to do that and there's probably legal reasons whether to do with oh, yeah. investors or, or anything like that well, i mean they're already so, you know they've already raised you know billions of in capital yeah. on, on private raises so i mean exactly it's very very few and well they don't really you know they're not incentivized to support the community and consumers they've chosen to go and be supported by vcs so they you know mm. that's why they aren't doing well right you, that's if you're a company in this space and you're choosing not to be supported by your fans i feel like you're going to have a very negative experience right you know we've seen the collections that have done well during the bear market the ones that are choosing to go the VC route or, you know, you know, even me, you know, I've talked about doodles. I, I'm a big doodle guy. <laughs> I still sold my doodles because I was like, okay, well, you guys don't support the people who built you up. Like, so, I mean, same thing happened with OpenSea, you know, they're, they're, you're, you're not supporting the community. And I think that, again, it just makes it so much more, the, the power of the, you know, we've seen it now also with stuff like GameStop, um, Gain stop shares and stuff like that. Like the power is in the people's hands mm -hmm. to control finance if you're not lazy. You know what I mean? Like we have the power to take these larger, you know, put take on the people by this the sheer number of people that are available to do these things um, and stand up to, you know, kind of like in inequality in in these uh in markets, stuff like that. So um, you know, when you have these social aspects and stuff like Twitter and, and, and like group mind, almost like hive mind thinking, it makes a monstrous difference um, for platform success, right? One person saying like, you know, everyone said, you know, screw OpenSea, like every influencer said that now everyone's like, ah, screw OpenSea, rah, you know, even you yeah. know, people don't formulate their own opinions stuff like that too. Also, like it's just like a bandwagon effect, right? Like, so everyone's just like, well, you know, we already didn't like them. They're not going to give us tokens. Um, they don't support us in the community of uh, people who are using their platform. So bye. There's another platform. That's, that's what's interesting hey, man, that, you, my... that you point out there is the social effect is like, if you look at Reddit, what happened, like what you mentioned with GameStop, I, I think that's huge. I think a lot of companies and investors and okay. old school guys and gals or whatever that, you know, are still learning this like they're, yeah, they're, they're just painfully learning this lesson once again here. And it, it proves time and time again. And what, we're at the advent of like the pinnacle of social media and it's continuing to develop like spaces, Twitter, like all these things are like culminating and, you know, discords growing even more and more too. And so it's just like they, you do have to read the room. You do have to like, you know, tape it, have somebody, an advisor. I don't know. These companies need to think a little bit more, I think, um, in terms of, you know, like you said, you mentioned community. I think that's really important. Yeah, sure. bouncing off. We, of you know, we talked the, about that. Reading, oh, okay. <laughs> bouncing off of reading. Chris the room is like a, a old at, school movie that, like, his lips. He's just like, it's like words like five. <laughs> um, on reading the room and like on VCs, like I think those are two interesting topics for NFTs. Like, I'm not. I work for a VC, um, but we're actually like 
investing in startups like you know building on bitcoin it's the bitcoin frontier fund so like we're actually like in this space so like and we have like close relationships with our like companies so like i i would like to say that like our head is like like we understand what the consumers want more because we're here whereas like if you get that outside vc funding it might just be like it might be out of touch, you know, at the end of the day. And like, you are kind of having to rely on somebody who like literally doesn't know anything about the space. So I, I would say there's two solutions to this. Cause I'm not, and I would like to know after I say this Cryer, uh, if you are, I'm not anti VC at all. I mean, I'm not, I don't just have to say that. Like, I think like we need some type of financial backing uh, for these companies, especially like, especially without royalties. Um, but I, I think it either needs to like have advisors that are in the space um, like Kyle said, uh, that are like in the know and actually listen and respect the consumers. Or I think the VC itself needs to be in the space and well aware of the needs of the consumers. But are, are you are you anti VC crier or do you think there's a better way to do it? I mean, I would say, me personally, I I I don't think I think that there is there's no there's a there's positive and negatives, right? I mean, the thing is, is you know, if the ones that are if you're not taking VC money, then you're listening to your holders just constantly bitch all day, every day about why their bags aren't up, right? So there, there's that. There's definitely a giant gap between like, you know, you do need money as a company versus where am I going to get this money from? And I think we're still in that learning phase of like what actually works in raising money and raising capital to start a new business uh, looks like, right? I mean, there's just so many options nowadays, realistically, um, on, on doing these types of things. So uh, I personally don't like VC just because I'd rather be that, you know, crowdfunded VC person. Like I accept, the, you know, look at look at none, right? Like, again, I'm not like promoting the, the you know, whatever, I don't know if I can pay a sponsorship. I bought in early. I like the product. I'm going to talk about it. Um, other people who bought them and are using the product are going to do the same thing. They didn't take any money. They're doing well. They have, you know, there's, there's like a lot and it's all happened very quickly because again, the, the space just moves incredibly fast. So, um, you know, I do think that there is a, a positive and negative for both, right? For sure. Um, if you want to, I, I personally think Larger, the largest companies that are going to be born from this are not going to be VC backed. Me personally, I like that the I um, think Frentech is accepting a seed round. I think I like <laughs> that the fact that um, paradigm backed. You know, I, I'm not for or against VCs. I I just think that there's a balance like in, in there somewhere. You know, um, sure if you can bootstrap it, that I I I love that the best, honestly, because then you can determine your. Uh, where you want to go and you know you can kind of dictate a little bit more there but with vcs obviously you have to kind of kowtow a little bit the more especially the more and more money you take we've seen that in this space quite a bit um is projects having to kowtow to you know vcs um but there you know i've seen in the space too where if you kind of set your own terms even if you do raise vc funds you can still control your destiny so to speak uh, but also still please your D, uh, VCs in the long run. So it just it kind of comes down to like on a project per project basis and how they've you know raised their funds and what you know all all VCs aren't created equal. So like uh, you know especially I worked for you know a little bit for Citizen Capital, which was the VC arm for Neo Tokyo, and you know I do look at and I've been in the space for years. So you know back in the ICO days, that was like the main thing you look at, like who's in these who's in these like initial rounds and like, are they, are they reputable and like, who's the founders? So there's like a lot of things that go into um, on a project per project basis in terms of like VCs. But yeah, I I generally agree with Cryer on this one. Um, But yeah, like generally uh, it kind of just depends on the, on the VC and like who's behind it. And, you know, I, I I don't like to see, you know, like all these games, web three games, especially they raise a ton of money. I don't like to see them always raising a ton of money through VCs because it's like, oh, they're going to be so strapped down to what they can do and they're going to be so motivated. Well, that money is going to be extracted. Right. Like if you're taking money from a VC, they're expecting 10 to 15x gains for taking on that giant risk. And they just do that with you know a lot of companies. Like it's a shotgun approach. Like I'm going to throw a bunch of money at like 40 companies – one of them is going to 15x and the other ones are going to lose. 
So let's say happens, you right? throw and again, 55 million at a company. You know, you, do you do you expect that that company to succeed? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the the chance. It depends That's, on the leadership of the company, right? That I mean, was that, completely. I, I was bringing up. It's one of our uh, topics. Is uh, Recur actually just announced that they were they were shutting down last week after 55 million in VC funding? Yeah, it's a lot it's of those, and that uh, yeah. I think Wire was another company that shut down. Uh, Nifties. I wonder how many, how much they raised. I'm sure they had big backers and investors too. Um, so yeah, just a lot of L's in the space, and a lot of VCs will lose money. But like Cryer said, you know, if one of those pops off and it's a 15, or in some cases even more, like, oh yeah, I mean that's like a minimum. Yeah, like I know Alluvium, huge success. They like all, a lot of those VCs got in like literally dirt cheap, like a like less than a dollar per sh- or per token, and then like the price of Alluvium went up to like 1800 at the peak of the bull market. It's like, dude, but again, their, their unlocks didn't happen until like later, but still, if it's the token was like $50, you know, priced in USD, that's still a huge, massive win for that VC. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and you know, and I, and again, there's, there's a bunch of opportunity for anyone, right? Again, I don't, I don't think looking at something like, um, you know, like say like pudgy penguin, like they ended up raising Mm -hmm. capital but they raised like $9 million versus something getting like, you know, a ton of money. Like, like doodles raised like 70. What was it? Mm-hmm. Like a lot. I can't remember what it was. It was like, I think 70 is correct. 70, 72 or something. Um, so like they got a, a really large sum to kind of like, just take all their worries off of the money side and let them build stuff. Right. Like, I think that's a, a good approach um, for, for them. Like, Again, I don't. They're not driving the token value, but they're still doing cool stuff. Like I just went there this weekend for their event for their partner partnering with Camp, which is like a kids experience, um, and I think it mm-hmm. was executed super well, super fun. So again, like as a holder, I'm like, okay, well, this is probably more a reasonable price because I'm getting like a like free access to do stuff with my kids, you know, once or twice a year, in perpetuity for like, you know not now it's like two grand like that doesn't seem that bad to me um so as they grow it you know it could it could do well versus something like pudgy which is still like we give back to our holders through ip rights because we brand our current toys off of the collection you get royalty fees we only raised nine million to kind of jumpstart our collection but we have full control you know, they're not they're not selling part of the companies and stuff like that. Like it mm-hmm. makes a huge difference on how it's rated. I mean, it's it, all it feels like money. almost like right. corporate versus like a non corporate. Like you know, like yeah. an entrepreneur owns this business versus like a board of directors owning. That's what it really feels like equates to in terms of like a, how it. I see it in terms of Web two versus you know Web three. It's kind of like that similar vibe, if you will. I think everything we just said too is really good alpha for like next, really not even the next run, even right now, but especially next run. Like if you're trying to pick out like which crypto or NFT project that you want to like buy, these are good things to look out for. Like, are they backed? If they are backed, who are they backed by? Uh, how much was the allocation for the investors versus the allocation for the team? When do are those unlocks happening? How is that going to affect the token price? Like you need to think about all these things really before buying your first token. And that might be overwhelming for some people, or you could just download Nutbot and just copy trade Cryer. You know, you could, (laughs) (laughs) not, not brought to you by Nutbot. Just on the point of that too, like um, there's a website called like Unlock. Yeah. I was Uh, just about to mention that. Yeah. You, you know, you can go and see, you know, you can see, you know, before you look in that Yuga is a great example. Like they have a ton of VC funding. They're making video games. They needed that funding because they're trying to make video games, right? Like a good video game costs billions of dollars, realistically, um, if you're making like a, you know, triple A rated game, right? So, and they're going for that route, I guess, I would assume, like the, the execution on other side looks pretty good. I've played the, the beta and stuff like that. It's definitely not like an indie game, right? So, um, you know, I think that the aspect of, you know, raising capital and doing it right, and, and but, you know, on the investor side, buying ape token as a personal user right here like they have like tons of token unlocks coming 
and they're they're trying to like plant them with the game releases which i will give them credit for because it kind of absorbs the the token huge supply increase but like yeah there's so much um so many issues with all these these tokens on vc side they you know they really just if you're not paying attention you know and you think the supply is is diluted it's it's you know there's there's 70 percent to be unlocked or something like that crazy still so um you know you have to really do your due diligence and learn the difference between like supply versus um you know pricing and how that affects the you know, the current token price uh is it diluted fully diluted right fdv is a common phrase that people say fully diluted value uh so which is just market cap um <clears throat> Uh, with the total amount of tokens at current price, right? So if there's different discrepancies between current market cap and fully diluted value, you know, you, you that's uh, generally in the future, your token will technically be inflated to shit, right? It's the same thing we have problem with the U.S. government, right? They're just printing a money, bunch of money. Uh, you know, our, our tokens are, are becoming less valuable because there's a bunch of increased, you know, into the supply. So um, the free supply, right? So... Um, you know, there's definitely something that you want to be wary of when you're looking at all these things. Kyle, uh, Cryer, or bands were on the topic, or at least sort of like mentioned the topic of, of Huga making games. Uh, before we conclude with these topics, did you want to talk about like the latest on Rec League? Both me and you bought some box boxes last week. I don't think we've had a chance to talk about it yet. Uh, just kind of like what to expect out of those, out of those, and what to expect out of Rec League coming in the near future. Yeah, so I was like, you know, the number one game tester, early game tester in Rec League. No big deal. I like beat everybody mostly. Um, so I just had to, you know, show myself on that. But anyways, <laughs> um, they're having a real reveal in two days. It is and. Um, their initial mint didn't go so hot. And I think a lot of people were like super excited. They use like open queue and we've seen from the past that like open queue isn't necessarily like the, the move for a lot of companies. I noticed like, mm -hmm. I know DC used it and like, I think drop like over on wax, they drop Funkos, they use it. It's never been like super clean for DGENs. Like I think you need to just open the floodgates and let people freak out and like try to mint stuff. I think that's like the best meta for for DGENs and NFTs. I think they would have did a little bit better there. They still sold like over, you know, two point like six million or I don't know what the exact number was. It was something around that. So they did pretty well there. Uh, they're revealing two days of their majestic boxes, which are going to include ten parts for your to include a full mech basically in that box. And then, of course, you know, mech holders will be able to copy their mechs into the Web two store and earn like fifty percent of the revenue shares coming from. I think some of the sales in the app. I'm not quite sure exactly on that just yet. I think we need to get more details on that. They announced it though. Uh, last week or two ago on that so that's kind of exciting uh, and it's going to include board ape yacht club ip in there um it, you know most of that's going to be i think from the coda side there's like some monkey looking heads in the in the game as well uh, i've seen some sneak peeks it looks like some doge looking dogs in there so i kind of wonder if they're going to start including other ip in the game so i think that might have been a little sneak peek of what we'll see and uh i think mochaverse is even going to partner with rec league to do some giveaways as well so if you're a mocha holder like me and chris then uh, you'll be able to partake in that but uh that's pretty much the 411 on rec league and the game's going to be fully launching next month and i think it's going to be one of the more popular games people are going to play because it is one of those rev shares um and i think things will kind of heat up next month but it's going to be kind of full degen mode until then so Hey, oh, you heard it here first. Uh, I'm excited to see what I have in my box. It's probably going to be the most common possible, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> cool, man. Well, we're coming up to the end of the podcast. Uh, two things left to do. Uh, one, I just want to briefly mention this. Uh, we talk about at least one one thing that's happened in AI every single week. Uh, something I noticed this week, which was uh, a little bit controversial, I guess, a little on Twitter. Uh, AI haircut, man. This guy <laughs> essentially sticks his head in this like scary-looking metal thing and has a robot cut his hair. And he looks scared to death the entire time that this is happening. So would you let AI give you a haircut? I'm going to go with no. <laughs> not that contraption. Not I don't yet. 
I don't. Not yeah, looks slow. Yeah, I don't know about that thing, dude. It's just like vacuuming that guy's hair and then like trimming it with like this weird. And then you have to stick your head in this like metal box. And I'm like, this looks like a just death trap looking thing. Like I don't know. It just did not look very user friendly. It looks like just like I'm gonna stick my head in this box and get my head chopped off kind of thing. So maybe if they clean it up, make it look like sexy looking and like. I, I don't know, like more like a Jetsons. It just pops on your head, and then yeah, you know, get the hair like, going. I, I, me personally, it just looked really, really slow. Like it looked like the time lapse on that sucker would have been like a couple hours. They could have used a different model. Like why they like they should have used like somebody else. Like that guy was just kind of like sitting there, like with his mouth open the whole time. I'm like mouth breathing. I'm like that's the guy they chose for this. Like I don't know. It's the inventor. The I know. I'm like yeah. You got to choose somebody else, man. Like marketing 101, choose like some like ch- Giga Chad looking, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that they did that on purpose. Kind of like how we talked about the, uh, the what's it called? Open AI doing their token. And they like had that big looking orb thing to like scan people's eyes or whatever. I'm uh, convinced they like made. World coin, yeah. I'm convinced they like pulled a world coin and they use this like scary looking contraption just to, like get people talking about it for press. I, I, I yeah. I'm some companies are just not very good at marketing. Uh, I think that's kind of what <laughs> it equates to. <laughs> We're talking about it right now, so that uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, there you go. yeah. I, well, I'm a so I, I've been in ten years in marketing, and so I like I I love to critique stuff. So that's like one of my favorite things to do. I've worked for Alluvium, Miria, and and as a, a marketer for for those companies as well. So um, I kind of I kind of like have opinions about stuff all the time in terms of marketing. But um, yeah, I mean, it they did. I think it's more a shock you know, a shock thing. And that's what it, uh, that's why it's went viral is it's like, Oh, it's like this machine doing a haircut. It's AI, like robots are going to take over everything and all the jobs. And I think that's more the shock value versus the marketing, but uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Well, we have a bag of coffee to <laughs> give away before we conclude. Uh, what I'm going to do so is these- I'm just going to do Twitter picker. I'm going to do Twitter picker right now, like while we're live. And um, it there are the qualifications for this giveaway was to, uh, let me see exactly. You had to like, retweet, you had to follow me and Kyle and our newsletter, Alpha Media Labs at XYZ, which it looks like only four people followed that last instruction. And I'm going to pick one of those. Or I'm, I'm going to do a random pick. And if uh, for some reason you're not already following that, then I'm going to repick. So we'll announce who it picks right now. And uh, if it's if that person is it didn't follow the instructions, we will repick again. I will allow anybody watching this time to go enter if the person is not qualified or not. So any last words while I'm doing this picker? Uh, Kyra, it was really good to have you today, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, where, where can people find you, man? Discord, Twitter, well, what's yep, your socials? Sure. So crypto underscore crier. And here, like little little tag there is my Twitter. Uh, non underscore refungible, R E. F U N G I B L E. Um, then that is our main um, Twitter for all of our content that comes out for through us. And then I have newsletter, Crypto Crier at Substack. And I also have uh, three podcasts. So Old Dog New Tricks, Nerd FT Radio, and NRP, which is a non refungible podcast. You on so Friend Tech? Find me anywhere. Yeah, Friend Tech is crypto underscore crier. <laughs> Twitter. There it is. There's the plug. I call- Called some, I called some good calls in there. Uh, so I got, of, I got a happy shirt. The friend tech or <laughs> the DJs. Um, I love it, man. Yeah, you can find me everywhere. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got from my side. I guess Chris is already editing the video. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. No, I, he's doing I was having Twitter trouble picker. with this. Yeah, I was having trouble with this with this Twitter picker. Um, you can also yeah, us, join the Discord. Uh, Discord.gg slash nr. Dude, that Nunbot's powerful stuff. It is. It's free. Try it out. We're all in there. We're all in there. We've gotten like I don't know, probably like a hundred people to join in the in the past. I saw another uh, creator shouting you out too the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Was What's that? that? No, it was uh, Ash Rob. Uh, Ash <laughs> Robin. Was it Ash Robin? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. shouting uh, Cryer out. It's calling. Crier, he, he screenshotted Crier and said Nunbot is the goat, and it was like Crier's earnings or whatever. 
So is that does yeah, that mean man. Cryer's the goat of Nunbot? Like question mark? You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I thought that was cool though. Good shout out. And yeah, if you want to learn more I wanna, about it, I want to. Yeah, if anyone else is is made more uh, since using that, let me let me. Uh, let me yeah, see. that'd be awesome if they had leaderboards. But yeah, that would be. I sick. did suggest that. That was one of the first things I suggested to them because of the aspect of the you know looking at friend tech. People are like, oh shit, I'm on leaderboard. I got 43 ETH in profit. Blah blah blah. That's a huge. I mean, first of all, I think it's an incentive for people to use it, right? You can see other people doing really well. You're like, oh, wow, I want to do that. Um, just how, like, normal games, everyone, you know, aspires to be on top of the leaderboard, right? So uh, I think that is a huge benefit. And, again, like, even for just your personal, uh, your Discord, right, you can see who's doing well. If I pull up, you know, slash leaderboard and it pulls up stats from all the users of our leaderboard or, or our current thing, I may not follow uh, coffees or calls over here, right? Because he's on he's on the bottom leaderboard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm having trouble with the Twitter so, picker. No, I do I, think we're gonna better, we're gonna use it after the video. <laughs> I'll drop the winner down below in the comments. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be some troubles. Besides that, be sure to give Cryer a follow on everything you just mentioned. Subscribe to my channel, Kyle's channel, or follow if you're watching on X. Uh, we rotate every week on who's this is hosted on. Uh, we'll be available on all platforms soon. Thank you guys so much for watching until this point. Also, check out our newsletter, alphamedialabs.xyz. Appreciate you guys. Peace out, everybody.